Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steve Diddy NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers and we're in the middle of a pandemic. This is how far we go at UK Packers HQ to ensure that you're not sitting at home, you know, scratching your arse. It's an apocalypse and we're still broadcasting, you know. If there was zombies coming in the Dow, you know, I'd be headbutting those sons of guns and uh, still providing you with some premium Packers content for free. Oh my God, what a weird time. Is anybody else feeling like it's you're in a dream? Do you ever stop and just think about how weird and freaky all of this is? It's so odd. It's like a dystopian novel. You know, I feel like we're trapped in um, some George Orwell novel, which... Funnily enough, Eric Blair, uh, George Orwell, died of TB. So one of these illnesses, you know, like this virus thing, it just goes to show how primitive we all really are. Um, It's a weird time for everybody. Some people are really struggling uh, money-wise because the amount of layoffs. So to give you an example, and I guess everybody knows because everyone's just glued to their phone, in Ireland it's kind of gone into not lockdown as such. Surprise, surprise, pubs in Ireland, right? I hate feeding into the stereotype, especially because it's Paddy's Day right now. So you might be listening to this on the day after Paddy's Day. And A, always Paddy's Day, Patrick's Day, never Patty's Day. Because Patty is Patricia. And she had nothing to do with driving the snakes out of Ireland. Um, And it's weird too, because St. Patrick was Welsh, but let's not go into the whole history side of things. Pubs have closed, schools have closed, creches have closed, colleges have closed. So it's put a massive burden on people here. Um, you know, bars have closed um, as well. Restaurants, cinemas. Um, even I was supposed to go to the dentist um, tomorrow, in fact, which is probably today or whenever you listen. And they called me up and said I wasn't going to go. And was he disappointed? Yeah. So that's the first time that's ever happened when I got disappointed that I couldn't go to the goddamn dentist. Oh, man. But yeah, it's a weird time. It's a very weird time. And I know that, you know, it's definitely not something to make light of at all because it is a really, really freaky time out there for an awful lot of people and financial hardship um, for people as well. And of course, there's the isolation aspect. Now, if you're not social distancing, if you're listening to this on public transport, try stay away from the dude who just coughs into your face like a plume of illness. Um, and I feel bad for you too if you still have to go to work at, at this time and you, you don't have the option to work from home. You know, I saw a funny tweet of someone saying, you know, Boris Johnson said, oh, we're going to try work from home. And he said, cool, I wonder how my, you know, mom's going to feel about me setting up scaffolding in the, <laughs> in the sitting room because... You know, there's jobs out there. You just cannot work from home. Now, me, nothing at all has changed because, well, a lot's changed, I guess. Um, You know, more people being in the house uh, at home, isolated. Whereas for me, I work from home anyway. And have I put on massive amounts of weight probably? And why is that? I've no idea because I, I work from home anyway. So it's it's not really that much of a change for me. But look, practice social distancing. Take the stuff seriously. And it will get better. Now, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But do adhere to it. Because 
that's how serious it is and there's anecdotal evidence out there that it's going to impact people that are much younger the stories of you know 20 something year olds being you know really knocked back by it having to be physically lifted with the fatigue and put on the couch you know they'll get over it it takes two to three weeks or whatever and you carry it for up to two weeks before you even know you have it so if you're if you're you know lashing about the place feeling deadly uh, well then you could be in fact deadly and be spreading it on to other people kids thankfully don't get it you know the epidemics that come to mind ebola which basically liquefies you from the insides out that's a 50 percent debt rate they don't really know what the debt rate is on this um because there's a disparity in testing a lot of people potentially have it they don't know they have it and the people that do have it and get hospitalized are old people so the mortality rate is quite high um tom hanks got it idris elba actor he had no symptoms uh, but then there are people out there who are really suffering. You know, there was a, a victim, I think, in Britain today who was 45. So if you smoke, uh, you've underlying health conditions. And that's the thing. People moaning about it. I know this is not the COVID-19 podcast and I'll put probably time stampers um, onto the podcast if you don't want to be listening to this, if you're freaked out by it and you're sick of listening to it or whatever. But uh, with the amount of people this podcast goes out to, if I can do anything to make sure that, you know, old or infirm people don't end up dying because of the of this thing uh, well then i'll do what i can but yeah i mean people moaning about oh i can't why are you saying that this person has an underlying illness it doesn't matter there's still people oh god like get over yourself that's not what people are saying you know there'll be more hysteria and more bog roll being bought if you come out and say that a young ish person or whatever person has passed away because of it and don't mention the fact that they had an illness because then people think it's it's coming for you spanish flu I mean, that actually picked on healthy people with strong immune systems um, and all of that. Cause, and there's all the background to that. But anyway, look, it will get better. And for people moaning uh, on social media about people hoarding food, um, yes, it's it's bad to be doing it. The bog roll one, uh, toilet roll really gets me. Don't understand it. If you're listening in Wisconsin, you lads are the Jack's roll, uh, capital of the world. So maybe you're fine. Um, and no one ever died from a dirty arse. Sit in the bath, uh, you know, use a dock leaf. We, you know, we've all been there. All right, there's a couple of Bears jerseys on the NFL Europe store. You get 10% off. Buy one of those bad boys. Uh, you know, <laughs> reuse and recycle that goddamn thing. Don't understand the bog roll. But what I will say is, as a family man with two young kids, um, you know, with elderly, sickly relatives in the family that I, I look to protect, I could understand that people would want to stamp on other people's necks to get what they need to get to look after the family. That's just human nature, right? Um, you know, an awful lot of people, like one guy I saw was like, oh, I can't believe it. Like, I'm not going to do this panic buying thing. And I popped in to get my dinner for tonight in the store and there is not news or a share of this, that and the other. Like, the reality is when a pandemic hits, you need to take provisions of some sort. So buying day-to-day dinners is not going to do it for you. And you have to understand the perspective too. And there's some of this kind of in my family. When you have older relatives uh, and some that you you know there's there's some older relatives live in the houses with these families so you can understand people wanting to buy in bulk bring it home and then not leave the house for three weeks because the more you go to the store the more you could be coughed on or pick it up or transmit it you know communally and then you bring it home and you would be the direct link in causing your elder relative be it a parent or grandparent to die so how do you go on with with that prospect or with that thought that you are the direct reason why your father your beloved father forever that you might be looking after in your house has passed away because you decided to not go out and buy and try stay in the house that you went out every day as if stuff was normal it's not going to be normal 
And that's the reality of the situation. Now, are there arses out there who are being dicks about it? Yeah, of course there are. But there's, you know, it's very easy to just moan on social media and not take into account other people's circumstances, you know. But look, it will come to an end. People who catch the virus, it's said, become immune to it. So what they're doing is here, the same amount of people are probably going to end up with this thing. It's a pandemic, which means that it's out of control. I'm going to try cap this pandemic talk at 10 minutes. Um, But what they say is, and I'm not a scientist or a doctor, uh, is that if you catch it, you don't get it again. You become immune, like some other lenses. So the more people that get it over time, as long as it doesn't overwhelm the health system, which is why you have to stay indoors, stay away from people and stuff. Um, well then the more people that sort of that's what they talk about herd immunity so the young people don't get knocked off by it uh, the older people you know say my age group and upwards if enough of us get it uh, well then we'd be immune to it we don't pass it on to the older folk and hopefully they have vaccines by the end of this there's a company already uh, rushing through some vaccines I believe in Germany and they're going to be testing those they could be ready for the autumn so we just need to get there need to get to the autumn so in the meantime lads and ladies kids and I don't care if you're bored. Social distancing is the way. Stay away from people. Don't let them cough, sneeze on you. It comes in through your eyes, nose, and your mouth. So if you're out and about, uh, wash your hands before you put your hands near your face. Um, and also the social measure measures as well of, of washing hands and keeping distance and coughing and sneezing into your elbow. The more people pay heed to those and the more people wash their hands. If you do confront someone out, and they've done all of these things, it lessens their ability to pass it on and your impact of getting it, and it all starts to come down. But it will get worse before it gets better, and this is serious. So stay in and stay safe if you can. Nip down to the shops, um, look out for the elderly, relatives, and everything else. And more importantly, for everybody, if I can stress, and who am I? Just a leprechaun with a microphone. But I will say, try look after your mental health, please. You know, it's very easy to get depressed and anxious in times like this. It's a freaky time anyway. Uh, but do what you can to, you know, get the serotonin levels up. Do a few burpees, a couple of squats, uh, jog around your back garden, run up and down your stairs and talk to people. You know, we can't see grandparents and everything, but we've been FaceTiming people. So keep the lines of communication open. Um, and as well as that, uh, and it might sound like a plug, but get onto ukpackers.co.uk, get onto the Facebook groups. And let's talk about free agency and football and everything. And hopefully, by the time the season swings around, we'll have a better idea of what the hell is going on. But there it is. So let's get into free agency. Blake Martinez, gone. Three-year deal with the Giants, $30 million. Holy Jesus. Kyler Fackrell, gone also to the Giants. One year, $4.6 million. Brian Bulaga, Iowa. Gone to the LA Chargers. Three years, $30 million. And Jimmy Graham, um, laughably, and goes to the Bears for two years for 16 million. Nine million guaranteed, uh, which is bonkers. Not crapping on Jimmy Graham. He seems like a good dude, does a lot for the community, blah, 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 blah. Shouldn't have to say it. And all the people that are surprised about Blake Martinez and Brian Bulaga, really? You know, we 24.2 million pre-signings. And I'll get on to who we sign now. But, I mean, you know, that money has to look after draft picks, uh, people that we re-sign, uh, you know, the other guys, like, and I'll go through them now, Alan Lazar, Jay Coomer, Robert Tonyan, Tyler Lancaster, Chandon Sullivan, all the guys that we bring back has to get paid out of that money. We couldn't retain Blake Martinez, uh, even if we wanted to, which we didn't. Uh, Brian Balaga, we couldn't retain Brian Balaga, even if he wanted to. This guy was a standout um, offensive lineman. 
a fantastic player for the Packers, perpetually injured at times. And that's one of his downfalls, which is something that I'll kind of talk about now. But there's a couple of things and a couple of caveats before I get on to mention uh, Christian Kirksey, who we got from the Browns, and Ricky Wagner, who uh, is uh, coming in from the Lions uh, at right tackle to sort of take over from Brian Balaga. So a few of the caveats was is that the Packers couldn't afford to keep Brian Balaga and Blake Martinez regardless of if they wanted to or not. And that's because of that salary cap number. So they were never going to bring them back. And that's what everyone had said, that we needed to get ourselves into a good position. Now, uh, Blake Martinez, fantastic guy, really nice dude, total team player, consummate professional, you know, led the league uh, and team certainly in tackles, uh, you know, for consecutive years. And an all-round great guy. And I'm not dumping all over him. And I don't think he's a bad player or person with all that type of stuff. However... If you look at his performance over the last year, yes, he was making tackles, but there was too much ball watching. Um, he doesn't have the sideline, the sideline speed. Uh, the, you know, non-existence in pass defense uh, when it comes to, to run stuff. And there were so many times he was caught flat-footed uh, after the first down marker and it wasn't good enough. So uh, that's the long and short of it. He's after getting a massive payday with the Giants. Uh, maybe he'll fit the, the Giants well or whatever, but for us, it uh, wasn't doing the business and certainly not worth that money. Now, we've brought in Christian Kirksey, and this is the other caveat. Um, don't get confused about the guys that we brought in as if they're exact replacements for the guys that we lost. We lost the guys for one reason, really. Blake Martinez, you know, they weren't that high in him because of his performance, and also he would have requested a ton of money for that performance. Now, if he was a lights out player and a smash mouth football player and fantastic and he was worth that money, that's fine. Um, he isn't and he would have been... And they're going to... You know, the Giants have got a great player but he's not worth that money and the Packers couldn't afford to pay him it. Brian Bulaga is the same. Iowa. Um, that's massive money. Three years, $30 million. And I'll go into Ricky Wagner and Wagner and there's a couple of people saying, oh, look at his injury history and all this type of stuff but look at Bulaga's. You know, and he's after getting a massive payday. And in comparison to what we got, uh, Ricky Wagner with uh, Wagner is, how do you say Wagner or Wagner? I mean, yes, it's a German second name. You know, I'm not going to make a good instead of the whole thing. So these are not meant to be direct replacements. So anybody sort of going, oh my God, I can't believe we swapped out Martinez and only got Christian Kirksey. It's not supposed to be like that, right? Both of these are known to the Packers in some capacity. Uh, Kirksey played under Mike Petten in Cleveland so he knows there's all of the stuff about he knows the system the system has probably uh, changed a great deal since then but they're known to each other so Kirksey knows Petten Petten knows Kirksey and the fact that they've brought him in should be reassuring to us that from a scouting perspective and from a coaching perspective it should be a pretty good fit on top of that Ricky Wagner uh, was drafted by the Ravens and Milt Hendrickson, who's the director of football operations for the Packers now, was in the Baltimore front office when they brought him in. So he's likely very familiar uh, with Ricky as well. And we needed someone at right tackle. Now, as I said, these are not supposed to be replacements for the players that left. They're supposed to be stop gaps for the players that left to allow us more flexibility in the draft because you better believe, and you can mark my words on this now, we will be addressing inside linebacker and the O-line in the upcoming draft. Now, whether we go high depends on how the board falls, but Blake Martinez was gone anyway. So all of this stuff, oh my God, really? You know, he, he's gone. He was always going to be gone. And Brian Bulaga was gone anyway. 
So we needed players to allow us. It's it's kind of like what what Goody did last year, you know, addressing the safety position, um, addressing the outside linebacker, bringing in the Smith Bros. Which you know, again, there was some criticism there, and some people saying, "Oh, you know, he's untested." Talking to some people to do with the the Washington organization, they were saying that Preston Smith was good but inconsistent, and then we saw the production that we got out of them. So these two positions, it. The inside linebacker in Blake Martinez is gone. Christian Kirksey allows us not to have to chomp the arm off somebody or overpay for someone else to try bring them in. Uh, and I'll go into why I think that he could do the business. And the same with Ricky Wagner, right? So he's brought in so that we don't have to sell ourselves out, which means if we get a wide receiver that we cannot believe is after dropping down that far, well, then we can pull the trigger on it knowing that we're not screwing ourselves on the O-line or at the inside linebacker position in the draft if we have to settle for someone that wouldn't have been our first choice because maybe the inside linebacker that we want, you know, it, or, or there's a run on them in the draft and the same uh, with O-linemen. If, you know, people go crazy and take a bunch of them, well, we have Ricky there. He's on a two-year deal, the same as Christian Kirksey, so it doesn't leave us kind of uh, up the creek without a paddle basically so let's have a look um at the two dudes um as well and i also want to address the people that we didn't sign which is a good thing anyway and on top of that before i get onto this um it's good news because both of these players were cut by their team so they don't come into the compensatory pick calc however the fact that martinez and balaga have um i think rob domofsky raised it in an article or tweet that the packers are projected to get two fourth rounders in next year's draft on the basis or of losing the of Martinez and Bulaga, which is great news. Anyway, on to Christian Kirksey. So the deal has been quoted at 16 million. There's an awful lot of incentives for this guy because he's only played nine games the last two seasons. So his deal is really a two-year 13 million deal. Four million sign-in bonus with a base salary of only 1.75 million. Now lined it up with what Martinez got and it's a drop in the ocean. Now there's a very high upside to him because he had the second most tackles in the league in 2016 and 17, and his numbers stack up somewhat to Blake Martinez. And if you go into the PFF rankings, well, if you go into the PFF rankings, you know, he starts off really good when he was healthy, and then it kind of takes a dip. So that's concerning. And also, as I said, nine games the last two seasons, and the injuries are concerning as well. Um, A hamstring injury more so from speaking to some athletes in the past you know once your hamstring goes sometimes that's a really bad thing to happen but he seems like a solid enough player a good addition at an inside linebacker he should do the business he was drafted in 2014 so he's been around the block they say he's faster than Blake Martinez right and that's why they say his numbers are similar if he doesn't get injured well then we could have a diamond in the rough here there's massive upside to him now there's also a massive downside because you've you know, whatever about Martinez and where he makes his tackles and everything else, he was still making those tackles. He was still in that position to make them. And you have to recoup those tackle numbers somewhere. Now, if Christian Kirksey is expected to do that, you're, you've are you brought in a player who cannot stay healthy over the last two seasons. He also had a pec injury. And we, we, we saw uh, personal experience of that with uh, defensive players this year going out with pec injuries and all the rest right in preseason which was Gak so when you look at this and you're thinking he's an injury risk now if he plays the full season um, he could be a, a, a super performer if he doesn't well then you just left a gaping hole in the middle of the field because you've brought in a guy who cannot stay healthy so it's effectively like not having a guy at all that's the problem um, and I hear this stuff about 
oh it's a team friendly deal because there's so much money put in incentives that you know based on performance and how many games he plays and that's what sort of it's a monetary friendly nice safe deal but that still doesn't negate the risk of you know subpar performers being in that inside linebacker role that have to fill in if he can't perform so yes the money side of it's great but if you don't actually have a player playing who cares about the money at the end of the day he's a third round pick from 2014 and they say that he's quicker than blake martinez because they compare his combine 40 time which is ridiculous because he was drafted in 2014 right so you know this is a guy who's been in the league seven years so while you're looking back to the draft and saying he still has that speed when i was 16 i was super fast and used to be able to jump over fences with beanbags too but that's not happening uh, but the one promising thing about him is uh, he was a team captain the last three years according to packers.com uh, with the Cleveland Browns we see that sort of um, leadership with Ricky Wagner which I'm going to get onto as well so that's that's brilliant uh, you know that the guy's a leader so hopefully they bring him in and what's important as well is is if as we all expect that they do they bring in inside uh, linebacker help in the draft because I, I think our free agency uh, 4A and I'm going to eat my own words now when they take a, a dive into it tomorrow after this podcast release or more than likely 10 minutes after edit and release um is that it's a wealth of experience he's a leader in the locker room he'll go nicely with the smiths and sort of hopefully keep that momentum going of team excellence and leadership and speaking up and taking ownership and everything else um and also this is the guy who should be a mentor to whoever they bring in in the draft and hopefully he stays healthy now i think with the way the team went we were one of the healthiest teams in the nfl last year and I'm hoping that that remains. And maybe the Packers believe, like the Bears did the prior year, remember, they were the healthiest team in the NFL, which is why they got an awful lot of their success. You would imagine the Packers probably believe that that was some, they accredit that to their training staff, their regimen, uh, the time of practices, which was questioned with LaFleur. Oh, you, know, you know, you're not really practicing for as long as Mike McCarthy used to. And it all seemed to pay off. So maybe the Packers think that they have... now. You cannot legislate for dodgy, manky, unexpected injuries. But maybe they think they have a down pat that they've got a guy who's injury prone. Maybe they've looked behind it and thought, oh, that's because of X, Y, and Z. We run a good program where players don't get injured a lot. We protect that side of things and they think they can keep him healthy. And maybe so. Now, on to Ricky Wagner, who's coming in at right tackle. He's taken over from Brian Balaga. So as it stands, the O-line should be David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Corey Lindsley. Billy Turner and then Ricky Wagner as well. Promising for the Packers and they always go after O-linemen like this as well is that when he played for the Badgers he played right tackle and also played left tackle. He actually played more left tackle than he did right Um, and we all know what a challenging position that that is. Um, So 27 games at left tackle and 10 at right tackle I think according to uh, Packers.com. So he was a starting right tackle for the Ravens since 2014 um, and he played in every game except one in those three seasons. And then he went as an um, unrestricted free agent. Now, again, you know, anytime I hear that, warning bells go off. But we've seen Bulaga, uh, who we had to let walk for monetary reasons. So you look at players like him, was that the reason why he was let go or was it performance related or whatever? But, you know, a durable player uh, who was in there. So he got hit with a knee injury when he was with the Lions. Um, but again, if you're going to try focus on comparing like with like, if you look at Brian Bulaga, he was just plagued with injuries for years. And so we've got a guy who, yes, potentially had an injury. Um, 
Again, team captain at Wisconsin shows leadership qualities. The PFF stats for him, great in 2017. Uh, he was 15th uh, best tackle. And then since then, he's gone to 33rd and then 61st. And I believe that's per match even uh, in the Athletic. I have to get Matt on and um, talk about his German heritage. So, you know, there's, there's upside to these two players. They're not supposed to be uh, fits for the two lads that left. You can see it based on their contract numbers alone. That's obvious. They are good stop gaps and they do allow us some flexibility in the draft to go after the positions that we need, which are inside linebacker still, O-line still, wide receiver, obviously, or any receiver. You know, we need someone to pair with pair with Devontae Adams. So Jay Sternberger hopefully will come good, uh, but we just need a, a legit second receiver of the ball. And I'm so glad, um, you know, some of the names that went like Austin Hooper, who got is, is the top paid tight end. It didn't work out with Martellus Bennett. It didn't work out with Jimmy Graham, who's again somehow got massive money again. I was hoping the Packers wouldn't take a splash on Austin Hooper. Apparently they were in on him, but that's goody because he's in on every conversation. He wants to see what the uh, expense is going to be. And I'm glad he didn't pull the trigger there because to me, Austin Hooper, there's an awful lot of hype. It's like when Joe Flacco needed a contract after he won the Super Bowl and he gets massive money. You know, Austin Hooper, good season, one good year on tape. And all of a sudden he gets huge money because of timing. And I really wish people had stopped talking about OBJ, Amari Coopers. Um, now I know some of these players have already been uh, pulled in to contract or whatever. But like OBJ, I mean, leaving his prima donna stuff and punching holes in walls and kicking, kicking nets and all of the balls that he goes on with. His money is already prohibitive. So prohibitive. So it's not even an option. So I hate this talk of like... You know, this that's why it's great having a podcast because you can you can cut through all the BS and get straight to the brass taxes. And I don't have to sit here and come up with some, you know, hot take bull and start saying stuff like, Oh, I think OBJ's a fit because we can't afford him. Alright, so let's just let's just quit it. It's like sitting down with your missus at the table and saying, Let's let's do the pros and cons of having a private jet. You know, you're kinda of going, Okay, do you, do you win the Euro millions or the lotto? Nope. So can we stop talking about it? Absolutely pointless. Nice to dream. Good to put out some clickbait fodder articles or whatever um, to people who don't think the salary cap exists, but it does and it's not an option. So are the signings good ones from a monetary standpoint? Absolutely. They give us some flexibility in the draft to make sure that we don't have to, uh, you know, sell ourselves short when we're dealing with because look goody is likely to you know package draft picks not package draft picks and go after certain players and the thing is is now it allows us to have a certain veil because if anyone was to look at and say oh well look we all know this inside linebackers on the board for the packers um and the, we know that they definitely need them they're definitely going to go from there's no point in trying to trade with them whereas now it kind of shores that up so players we saw left leave Blake Martinez course Brian Blagg of course Jimmy Graham lol um, and then Kyler Fackrell course and um, yeah all of that stuff is kind of no brainer because it all comes down to the salary cap also an interesting talking point the CBA got passed and there's all these articles like did the coronavirus cause the CBA to be passed and let's not delve in uh, to that but look pandemic or no pandemic uh, the podcast is still with you that's what I'm talking about it's been going five years now um, and again, the numbers are just skyrocketing and maybe that's boredom, you know, maybe your people are sitting in their homes 
um, and saying, do you know what? Last Resort stuff, I think I'll listen to the UK Packers podcast, but you can get it on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, anywhere you can get podcasts. It should feed in there. Um, podcast addicts and all those good stuff. Um, and do subscribe because it means that you don't miss an episode as well because we're here, which is lads and ladies don't leave you so get on to ukpackers.co.uk uh, we're getting in new stock really really soon uh, for all the people who want some signed merch to slam on their walls and the podcast studio is looking absolutely sensual as well and um, it's coming along really really nicely so hopefully i'll be able to do some video content as we all get cabin fever as well so go to youtube.com forward slash uk packers if i don't mind and if i can say so myself there's some fantastic videos up there um you know really evergreen history videos about ray nitschke and the ghost of gonzaga and all of this good stuff so do get on there and check it out and please subscribe to that as well it really helps us out and of course you can buy me a coffee uh, even though i'll be buying instant coffee in tesco while running away from people with a face mask um uh, by going to patreon.com forward slash uk packers and again really really appreciate any support that we get there the numbers of course are tiny i'd never try charge anybody for the content that we do it's very enjoyable to reach out but it does help us a lot for you know website hosting costs and just the unbelievable amount of stuff you know hosting the podcast and everything else um so it does help every little helps but look everybody stay safe out there please practice your social distancing don't cough and fart and sneeze on strangers please um and this is a big deal do not be the reason um, that you bring illness or cause illness to be brought home to the people that are vulnerable in society that we really do need to look out for uh, which is the old and and the sick okay take it seriously stay in um, and we'll be with you throughout the whole thing so email us info at ukpackers.co.uk follow us on twitter instagram and facebook just type in at uk packers there's a private group on facebook as well and you can catch me on at steve diddy nfl on twitter and like i said before never hesitate to reach out it's always great to hear from you guys on whatever platform uh, that there is and of course you can catch me on instagram at the paddy packer eh so racist but anyway until next week stay safe stay healthy stay in your cabins go pack go see ya